1: <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network.
0: Some may call you ratcatchers, others mercenaries, but we prefer the term
1: adventurers. And At the Grey Hill Free Company, we believe in one thing above all: adventurers together, strong. Many have gone on to do some great things under our name. Not all of them good, but great things nevertheless. Hopefully, you'll soon join their ranks. So gather round and let us regale you with one of the many stories of the Grey Hill Free Company. You are members of the Grey Hill Free Company. For a generous fee, people contract you for all manner of jobs, bodyguards, adventurers, explorers, thieves, assassins, monster hunters, rat catchers, and sometimes even legal aides. Your vocation has brought you here, to the icy city of Cold Rose, on a special mission. Ships trading goods between here and nearby Reach Cliff have been going missing in the last few months. People suspect pirates, well... People suspect all manner of things as they are wont to do in any case, the company has sent two of its best seafaring members to help you are
0: oh I'm a uh, lemuel uh, lemmy hang whistle scant usually goes by uh, lemmy or scanty or mr. scant
1: <laughs> T- uh, tell us a little bit about yourself what what sort of a what sort of a character are you both? In a literal sense, but also in a more general metaphorical sense.
0: Uh, Scant is a, he's an ex-Navy sailor of like many so, years. I think probably, f- uh, served at like a full naval career. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, retired into the private sector, uh, to, uh, you know, privateer. But he's, he's getting on in years. He's, uh, 60-ish, as far as he knows. That is getting on. Um, but he's a wily old coot. And he's uh, he's generally a pretty decent guy, but, um you
1: know, needs must. Accompanying you is the other member of the Greyhill Free Company, who is also adept at sea travel, a tortle named Withers. Now, a tortle is a... Imagine a walking tortoise man. That's pretty much a tortle. Withers is perhaps among... The he's not maybe age wise the oldest member of the Grey Hill Free Company, but vibes wise he is the oldest member of the Grey Hill Free Company. He walks.
0: (laughs) This is a just a pair of pair of old coots getting into (laughs) trouble.
1: He walks not with a cane but with a frame. (laughs) I've got like a walker. (laughs) Yeah, he has a walker. That he moves around with, obviously tennis balls don't exist, but there would certainly be some sort of hard rubber ball that he has attached to the bottoms to the bottom of the the four pegs that form the the walker that he uses. now, withers kind of shuffling as withers shuffles behind you, or actually right before we get to what you're about to be doing for this adventure, you can draw up to or you could start the game with up to three good boy cards which give you little bonuses and stuff like that. But for every... You can pick up to three. But for every good boy card that you get, I'm going to get a bad boy card, which are little penalties that I can play. How many would you like? I'm a pretty conservative gambler, so just... I'll take one. Ready for anything. Roll your initiative with advantage. Very nice. And I get... And it's covered in armor. One creature of your choice... Gains the benefit and hindrance of an armor of your choice. We begin in Cold Rose. It's a, about midday. Hmm. There's a light blanket of snow covering everything. Cold Rose is part of Husfirma, which is a larger, sort of vaguely Nordic type of country. Yes.
0: The people there are uh, notably proud.
1: Yes. <laughs> people are quite proud of it. Um, there's a light covering of snow. Over the entire city. And it is currently in the midst of just a, a little bit of a light snow as well. You would know this to be... Oh, actually, what is your... Your survival is... Plus three. I'm quickly roll. Because actually, maybe you don't know this. Hmm, yeah. You mm. don't does withers. Withers... From behind you, shuffling slowly, you can hear the crunch, crunch, crunch of him moving through the snow. Unseasonally cold, this is.
0: Don't know too much about uh, local weather conditions, but uh, tis a
1: bit nippy. Should be coming into spring right about now. Mm.
0: And I think if you see your shadow, you have to go back to sleep for six more hours.
1: Oh, you like a joke, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha ha! Let's all make fun of Withers. No, no,
0: no, no! You would never dream of such a thing.
1: You are making your way towards a tavern called Yorvikin's Tall House. You know that you've been uh, contracted by several of the ship crews in the area, and they're all gathering there to. Dis- right now, they are currently gathering there to discuss what should be done. There are four ship captains or equivalent, depending uh, who have contracted you, you know you are there to speak. Oh, and then also the proprietor of Yorvikin's tall house, a man by the name of... Where is it? Oh, Yorvikin. Of course, I'm an idiot.
0: Yeah, I was really... <laughs> w- <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: You know that in addition to Yorvikin, the four captains who have contracted you are Ship Chief Rograth, an orc, Captain Lupa Holm, a native Hussfermin. Captain Colts, another huspermian, And then, and this name probably threw you for a bit of a loop when you saw it on the contract. A person by the name of Kind Rampage. Ah. That is a name that you probably do not, you would not be able to peg where that name could possibly be from. You... Make your way towards Yorvikin's tall house. It's not too far from the docks. Actually, it's pretty much on at the end of one of the piers. It's a loud and rowdy sort of place. There is, you can see a a big uh, a big crowd of people all around. It's a freestanding building. You're gonna
0: hold up a hand to uh to Withers and say, uh, "Watch your step. This place can be a little rough."
1: <laughs> Withers just gives you a mm, in response. He doesn't say anything. He just grunts.
0: When I when I stop him, I would like to uh, put a little sign on his back that says, Talk to me, I'm friendly.
1: <laughs> Alright, this is a pre-prepared sign.
0: Is it? I like to think this kind of thing happens a lot.
1: I guess I'll make that a sleight of hand, check. Um a uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a natural one. <laughs> I, you, you put it on Withers' back. Alright, I got good news and I got bad news. Which would you prefer? Uh, take them both at once. Just alternate right. words. Withers. Withers.
0: <laughs> Give me the bad news first.
1: <laughs> he. Withers uh, spots you, obviously, and he immediately moves to take the sign off his back. The good news is he does not have the reach and flexibility to reach the middle of his back. And so it's. While he knows that it's there, there's nothing he can do about it. What, what are you doing? I don't understand. What are you reaching for there? You know damn well what I'm doing. Are you accusing says, me of something? Withers spends a couple of fruitless moments trying to reach for the sign, then gives up. You hear him do a deep... <sighs> and then he just puts his hands back on his walker and continues following behind you. Well, now I feel kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of the elderly. <laughs> with us, I think uh, proportionally with I the might same be age. older than you yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> just going by lifespan I think I'm closer to the end of my run than you are to yours mm. for pity's sake I take the sign off his back I'll put it on you at the next bar
1: <laughs> you put that sign back on me and I swear I'll slit your throat in your sleep
0: just like the sign says very friendly <laughs>
1: Alright, so are you approaching your Vickens' tall house? Yes. So you were describing the scene. That's okay. There's, yeah, a big, thick crowd of people all around the building. They're all chatting to each other. It's You know the sort of soundscape where no one's actually talking really loud? But because so many people are talking to each other, it's quite deafening. Mm. Just the noises of so many people in almost hushed tones to be honest, talking to each other, it drowns out most other noise. A
0: deafening susuris.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can see just barely inside the tavern, and you see standing on the bar is a an orc who potentially could be ship chief Rograth. There's not a great, a cold rose is not thick with orcs, so it's very possible that it is them. Uh, there are certainly a few other people standing around them, and they're quite obviously in a heated discussion, but you can't really hear anything or see these other people. What's going on up there? Hey, stretch that neck of yours up and see if you can see anything. Withers gives you quite a disdainful look, but does it? As his neck stretches up to its full height, you hear crack, 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 crack. You see, he stretches back down, gives a beat, a deep, and then takes out a pair of binocular, not binoculars, sorry, spectacles. puts them on his nose, are they then stretches. Are they little pons Like,
0: do they clip? Oh onto yeah. his little beak. Oh.
1: Tiny little, like Roosevelt pons nez. Is that the that was the president who had them? Right, I forget. Whatever, it doesn't yeah, matter. He definitely had them. Anyway, he. He yeah, he puts uh yeah, tiny little spectacles on, stretches his neck back up again to its full height, and he says a mm, Couple of humans and uh he, You see, something's giving him pause. He stares like he's not seeing it properly, but then he comes back down, looks at you, and says A a a bear A, a bear Like a polar
0: bear wearing clothes. Like a bear man, or like a bear in clothes? Like a bear in
1: clothes.
0: It's worth seeing. (laughs) I'm going to start weaving my way through to the front of the crowd.
1: You push in and interrupt. Well, actually, do they spot you approaching? They're pretty engaged in their conversation. Well, I would say... The, there's a man behind the counter, a, a big, it looks like he's probably, he himself is probably also a retired adventurer. He's got, like, a, a bartender's apron on, a shirt underneath, but the sleeves have been torn away, revealing massive, muscular, tattooed arms. As you approach, he gestures to you, and then gestures to the orc, and says, Get down! Get down off the table, Rograth! They're here! They're here! What's all this then? You see Rograth, Ship Chief Rograth, climbs down off the table, spots you, and makes a beeline push at- The crowd parts for Rograth. They don't want to get in Rograth's way. She sticks out a mighty-looking arm to shake your hand.
0: I take, like, half a little step back until I realize I'm not going to be harmed, and then hold out my hand and shake hers warmly.
1: Ship Captain Rograth. Of the recurve,
0: she says, "Mister Scant, and uh, behind me is Withers.
1: Withers just gives another hmm, <laughs> and you'll have to report- forgive his
0: loquacity. He's a font of conversation.
1: You are brought into the conversation. Ship chief Rograth introduces you to Captain Lupaholm, Captain Colts, and then the you see, sure enough, as described previously, it is imagine a polar bear." Now imagine that polar bear is sitting at a bar on Mm -hmm. a reinforced stool that looks like it was put here specifically for him. He wears clothes not dissimilar to... It would be in a very similar fashion to those of Husferma. So kind of like heavy furs, that sort of stuff. Oil skins, that kind of thing. Yeah, oil skins. Actually, it would be mostly oil skin. Might be a bit weird for him to wear bear furs, but anyway... Maybe, maybe like deer, leather, that sort of stuff. But yeah, heavy, heavy, thick clothing. It is straight up a polar bear. Strapped to one side, he has what for him would be just a regular hammer, but would for a regular man probably be like a great hammer. He is the size of a polar bear so and is hard to miss. Nine feet tall? Pretty much, yeah. Uh,
0: kind rampage, I take it.
1: Kind Rampage nods slowly and says, yes, that would be me. Go, good golly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Blister and And barnacles. I I was not expecting uh, such a cultured tone of voice.
1: And you would be uh, Mr. Scant, then?
0: I do have that distinct plever. Plever?
1: I stand by it. (laughs) Yes, yes, of course. I, yes, I, obviously, I'm uh, Rampage. Please, just call me Rampage. Kind is a, a title among my people. I usually go by Mister Scant, but uh, you can
0: also call me that.
1: We were just having a conversation about, well, about why we hired you. So I take it you have read the contract. You're aware that ships have been going mission have been going missing. Mm. Adam, is there any food on this table? There's a little bowl of of uh, almonds. Mm.
0: I'm going to just start eating them while they talk.
1: I would say at about this point. Rograth pushes forwards again it's the union while officially they claim not to have any oh you do you know what the union is you do the union is a nation to quite far to the south it's an archipelago the union is a not a pleasant place or it would not be described as a very particularly pleasant place what you're about to hear is something that you know quite well the union while they don't claim to be while they don't claim publicly to be a uh, slaver nation they do have privateer fleets privateer in heavy quotation marks here that go out and uh, raid local coastlines and kind of anywhere they can with the intention of taking slaves back to the union it's a very, very awful system run by rich financiers who kind of are the the hidden well quotation marks again hidden hand behind the whole show. The union would not need to travel too far to get here to Coldrose; It's basically just open sea. This part, maybe you don't know, Rograth explains to you it is not typically the given thing for them to come this far north they find our kind distasteful for slave stock but it follows their mo it has been only merchant vessels that were attacked defenseless easier prey this could be the opening to a invasion we she slams her hand on the table. Should strike first. Raid them instead. The nearest Union port is in the Crystalline Islands. Head there, pillage, raid, burn. Uh do you have any response? Or uh, Captain Holm is about to start speaking, but you can say something. You, no, You're no, no, you, just... given a moment to interject. I'm, I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking it in. Yeah, if at any point you have questions, each of them, once each of them finishes their explanation, they kind of look to you if you have any input. But if you don't, the next one just starts speaking. Uh, Captain Lupa Holm turns around. She introduces herself as well. I am Lupa Holm of the Clementine. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Clementine is a very odd name for a Huss-Fermian ship.
0: I can't imagine they get a lot of tropical fruit.
1: Mm, you don't need to comment on that if you don't want to, but yeah, I'm just you just like make a note. You're like, oh, that's not a name that they might typically have. Yeah, right now I'm just gathering information.
0: I'll sure. uh, when I have a better picture of what's going on, so I'll absolutely. absolutely say something.
1: I see this as a possibility for the elves. You know that uh, there is no cohesive elven nation, more kind of like loose elven states to the south of Hasferma, uh, you, it's a very famous thing. Hasferma and these elven states have been kind of in a constant either hot war or cold war since basically time immemorial. It would not be a very far, it's not a very far bow or draw on a bow to assume that maybe elves have some nefarious plan, or s- not nefarious necessarily, but some designs on attacking or harming the interests of Husferma and Coldrose specifically, as it is one of the closest cities. I believe that perhaps the elves are trying to harm our trade on a, as a, uh, precursor also to a war. I say once again that we should strike first, head south, and, um, not necessarily a direct engagement like Rograth wants, but if we were to... White Pine is the nearest city. If we were to steal away in there, we could find more information. White Pine, eh? White right. Pine. You you might have passed through there, honestly, to get here to Coldrose. White Pine is a major elven port city. One of the biggest. Captain Colts speaks up. He wants... Everyone, as they introduce themselves, shakes your hand. Maybe a second time, if you've already been introduced. But Captain Colts says, I am Captain Colts of the Grotha Steel. I believe that this is from Lemminkainen. Now, Lemminkainen, you know, is a god in the Husfermian Pantheon. The god of winter, specifically. I believe that this is a curse from the gods. Uh, cold weather brought by a disturbed or disgruntled Lemon uh, We have seen bad omens uh, of late. Uh, a blue-white moon was spotted not more than a month ago. Uh, a deer also wandered into town and died on the steps of the temple. Uh, and notable figures in town have had auspicious dreams. The skull himself spoke of... Uh, a uh, blind raven coming to him in a dream. Mm. This combined with the uh, uh, the continuing winter have uh, led me to believe that uh, a sacrifice is in order. Um, no one needs die for this, but we should sail north to a place called Summer's Pass. Uh, there it is the closest to Lemon Canaan's realm that we can get. And if we give him what he wants, uh, blood and snow, he will hopefully end this. Uh, hmm. The problem... Uh, the He puts... Captain Colts... <laughs> the moment he says sacrifice, <laughs> he looks at Ewan Withers' his face, and he puts up a hand and says, no one needs die, uh, Just, uh, just to spill some blood is enough.
0: I'm going to pull a long tavern pipe out of my tricorn and Pack some foul-smelling old tobacco into it, and light it up, and start puffing away.
1: And then, finally, kind rampage turns back to you. Your he kindness. A- <laughs> if there's
0: going to be one <laughs> voice of reason, I would hope it would be yours.
1: Well, I I happen to believe that, uh, and I was the one who drafted the 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 contract in much consternation with my compatriots here. But I believe that it is piracy. What is causing this? Uh, the pirate lords and their fleets don't typically come this far north from Silver Butter Shore and Nar, their uh, home, where their home fleets rest. But it is not unheard of for them to come this far north. It would be unusual, but I I see it as uh, uh, certainly equally as likely as the Union or Elves. Well, I see it as quite a clever ploy. The pirates get us fighting about elves, the Union, and the gods, he says. He, Kind Rampage says it as politely as he can, but there's definitely an undercurrent of he doesn't, he definitely doesn't think this has anything to do with the gods. My plan would be, uh, we take my ship, the Ursa Terra. It is a, um, very standard looking merchant vessel, uh, Candanese flags. But, uh, no special bells or whistles. You would know that this sh- would, you might have served in the Cantonese Navy, to be honest. A Cantonese merchant vessel with no bells and whistles would, to, especially to pirates, it would look like a very juicy target. That's it.
0: That's we, exactly the Navy in which I served.
1: Well, we would, uh, then travel from here to Reach Cliff as if everything were normal and everything, uh, would be normal, with one precious exception. Instead of hauling cargo, our hull will be full of trained fighters ready to ambush any pirates that might waylay us. Uh, that would be my plan. Hmm. looks at you, Lemuel, and withers, and he says, The two of you are the deciding vote.
0: I pull a, a little flask out of the inside of my greatcoat, pop the cork and I take a pull, and like,
1: without looking away from the other captains, I hand it over to Withers. Withers takes it and this is maybe like the one wholesome, or the one gesture of friendship between the two of you that is, neither of you would ever taint. <laughs> he oh, takes yeah. it, drinks uh, a, a fair amount, and then hands it back.
0: I had, just for the record, Scant adores Withers. Oh, okay. He, he just is annoying.
1: Sure, sure, of course. Now, let me get this straight.
0: Have you any evidence to suggest that it is, in fact, the Union?
1: Rograth says, Yes, I see it. Several of the ships have been reacquired without crew, but still with supplies. Hmm. Who would do that but the Union?
0: And is there any part particular reason to think that it might be the elves as opposed to say someone else i say eyeing up uh, holm
1: holm says many ships have also been sunk and it would not benefit anyone to sink ships unless they were elves unwilling to captain a ship other than those that they sing into existence i pull at my uh...
0: My my wiry, salt-and-pepper beard. And <clears throat> as far as the... uh Well, blow me down. I don't quite remember
1: who you said it was there. Captain Colts? He said it's uh, uh, of the gods. That's right. His evidence... He, he did say his evidence was... A blue moon, a deer wandered into town and died on the steps of the temple... And then the uh, skull of the town had a dream about a blind raven.
0: Right, 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 right. Good day to you all. We'll be on our way.
1: (laughs) Where are you going?
0: I get up, I shake their hands, and I say, uh, Rampage, I wish you all the luck in the world. I don't think you will have any success in this venture.
1: They all...
0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: look amongst each other. Rograth looks back at you and says, You have come all this way just to back out. Believe me, my friend.
0: It's not how I would have had things go myself, but none of you know what you're
1: doing. Kind Rampage looks to you and says, well, that was why we called for you, I suppose. Well,
0: I know less about what's going on than any of you do. Rampage, I think you've got the best idea of anyone. And uh, do you have any particular evidence to suggest that it's pirates or any specific pirate?
1: Kind Rampage puts up a poor in an obvious show of uh, deference, I guess, and says, I, to be fair, have only a hunch. No more. I look over
0: at Withers and try to gauge non-verbally what he thinks of all this. Just get a sense of his vibe.
1: You look back at Withers. Hmm. Withers looks at you with a very... Well, obviously grumpy expression But what type of grumpy? Great question Withers gives you kind of like A a bit of a shrug Withers looks at Kind Rampage Back at you and gives a bit of a shrug
0: I'm going to puff Hard on that tavern pipe And and just put as much Smoke around this table as I possibly can And really Waste everyone's time for a couple of seconds I'm going to make some light thinking sounds and, like, suck at my teeth for a minute, pick something out of my ear. We'll help. Here's what we're going to do. We don't know who's doing this. We don't know anything for certain. So we're going to have us a little fact-finding mission. I'm going to need a ship. Something that looks real lubberly. Something that looks real what's I? Lubberly, you know. Something a landsman would sail.
1: Um. All right. Well, each of the captains looks at each other. Kind Rampage says, I, as previously stated, sail the Ursa Terra. It is a classic Candanese merchant vessel. No bells no, or no, whistles. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, Nothing like that. We're going to need to hire a local boat, a little fishing boat, something like that. Maybe a whaler. Then we're going to be bait. I'll need a few men, not too many. Me and Mr. Withers for certain we're going to go out of there and get captured
1: each of them look at each other and then they look at gorviken who looks back at you and uh, says i i don't think many of the crews would be too amicable to uh uh Sailing on the ship with you? Adam,
0: how much money do I have? You have ten gold. That's fine. I need one able bodied seaman. I think three of us should be able to take care of a fishing vessel. What are you looking for in a seaman, then? Someone who'll sail for, uh, five gold pieces.
1: Yovkin gives you a very dead serious look and says, I can find a sailor for five gold. But uh, for the job you're asking, they'll have to be half crazy. I'll take them all crazy. (laughs) Jovikin nods and says, that will make the decision a lot easier then.
0: Now, we're not going to be just uh, out there with the ass out our trousers, you understand. You fine captains are going to have your vessels waiting.
1: Each of them nods slowly. They're uh, waiting for you to elaborate.
0: Well, listen, I can't come up with the whole plan. That's about as far as I've got. But we're going to have more information when this is done than we did beforehand. And going in there not knowing anything is going to get
1: everyone killed. Captain Lupa Holmes says, May I ask, then, what, uh, is this... Are you intend on getting captured? Hmm, maybe not actually captured. But I
0: do intend to make it look as though we'd be easy to capture and see who bites.
1: Alright, so if it looks like you're going to get captured, we should step in, yeah?
0: No, that won't work, will it? Because if you're close enough to step in, no one's going to try to take us.
1: All I'm worried about is, uh I mean, just the three of you in a whaling vessel, you will not uh, be able to escape, and you might not be able to stop yourself being captured. If you think you're going to just be captured you probably, we can probably still track you down, eh? But, uh, she shrugs. Do
0: you have any way of, uh, communicating over distances?
1: Rograth speaks up. I can give you a war, Raven.
0: No, we're talking.
1: You know what, Rograth? Maybe it is the Union. Yovikin speaks up. I can get, uh, the whaling ship and organize, uh, another crewman for you. Mm. Is, uh, that all you need? We're probably
0: going to need a few barrels of aged whiskey.
1: Yorviken is not easily tricked and says, says, what would they be for? Well, you've
0: caught me, haven't you? All right, then. No, this should be fine. What I'm thinking is we make our way out to the shipping lane, so we're at least heading that direction, yeah? We'll have luff sails, blow out black smoke, so it looks like we're uh, refining whale fat. And see who bites. If nothing comes of it, no loss. But we may get some information and then we'll be able to proceed.
1: Joviken slaps a big, meaty hand on the counter and says, It is decided. I'll uh, organize it as soon as possible. Today, if possible. And then you hear uh, a loud, from the other end of the bar, a loud horn being blown. Everyone is everyone is shocked into silence and turns to the entry to the entryway of Jorvikin's tall house. There is a few native husfermans standing in the doorway. They are, in addition to wearing the just normal heavy furs and whatnot native to this area, you can see that they're wearing armor underneath. The armor would it'd probably be leather armor, some light, maybe hide actually, hide armor, made out of heavy, thick animal furs. You can see emblazoned on the the chest of their armor, or stitched into it, actually, for hide armor. Stitched into it is a... Uh, you've seen this central around Cold Rose. You assume it to be the Cold Rose crest. It's a dead hand reaching out of cracked ice, holding a rose, with a single petal falling off it. Both there's two of them standing in the doorway... One of them Annette, pulls out a long piece of paper, stretches it out, a seal skin actually, it wouldn't be paper, it would be seal skin, and reads from it. Vellum. By order of the Skull, all ships are to be kept in dock until the Skull's mercenaries can arrive and solve the situation at hand.
0: Are we the Skull's mercenaries? I say to Withers.
1: Withers shakes his head slowly and says... We ain't no damn skull servants. You're not sure why, but it seems like he's taken an immediate disliking to the skull. But we could be. He shrugs. The two officials walk their way to the counter. He repeats the message several times over and over again as he walks. You see, they make heavy jangling noises as they approach. You can see at both of their sides, they have massive... I. I you couldn't really... It, would be like a Billy club, but it actually looks a little bit more like a big caveman club that they have <laughs> hanging off their belts. Uh, and then at the other side, you can see both of them are armed with a, a dagger. They reach, walk up to the counter, and looking around at you and the, you at Yorvikin and the four gathered captains, the, the one official slowly rolls up the, the message. And says very pointedly, that would include all four of you and your little friends as well. Are we the little friends? He gestured at you when he said it, so. No, I That's say pretty... I just say that to Withers. <laughs> Withers growls like a dog. Hmm. Say what, sonny, you'll have to speak up a bit. I'm getting quite deaf in me old age. The official sneers at you and does not repeat the message. He turns back to... He does, however, turn to Jovikin and says, These are your heroes, huh? Probably for the best that we're doing this for your safety. Anyway, any ship leaves port. And once again, he looks around at the four gathered captains. And we'll know about it. Two of them turn around and walk away.
0: <coughs> uh, wait wait, just a moment there, uh, your stopness I'd like to... uh." enlist in this effort of yours. I'm quite an experienced mariner, and, uh, Mr. Withers here is, uh, he's spent more time on the ocean than,
1: uh, I've been alive. They look at each other. You need to make a persuasion check. They look at each other and... Uh, the guy who you've been talking to seems a little dismissive of you. But then the other one leans over and says... If it um, means
0: anything to you, I sailed under Admiral uh,
1: William Nilly. Neither of them seem to know who that is. But the one you haven't been speaking to leans over and says something uh, to the other one. They're, they speak in the local language, which I don't think you know. They say something between each other. And then the guy slowly nods and says, All right, then. We'll take you to the skull. Do you have all your things, old man? I've got everything except for my raven, <laughs> Rograth. When you turn back to Rograth, Rograth shakes her head and says, "No, ravens, for turncoats."
0: I uh, <laughs> I turn my back pointedly to the uh, the skull's men, and look yeah. at Rograth, and I wink really big and point to the eye that's
1: closing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> she says,
0: um I'm sorry, she... Rograth. I hate to disappoint you like this, but uh, there's no profit for the Grey Hill Free Company in following your wild goose chase. I'm gonna go with the Skaldsmen where I can make a difference.
1: She turns around and uh looks meaningfully at Yovakin. Who, uh, goes off, and, actually, no, wait, she goes off and fetches it. She goes away for a moment, and comes back with, imagine a, a raven the size of a cat. I guess it's only slightly bigger than it might be normally. It's still a big but, raven. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's in a cage. <laughs> you can see as Rograth tries to open the cage, it snaps at her. She laughs and says, you might want to be careful. Her bite. Is worse than her bark.
0: Oh, well, no, this is my old uh, my dear old raven who I had for so many years and I'm keeping in the cage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rograth gives you the War Raven in the cage. Do you, now that you got a closer look at it, you can see the War Raven is it's kind of somehow even even uh an even darker black than a raven might normally be, but it has pure white eyes instead of black eyes. And also, you can see underneath the feathers, there are ridges and bumps, like it's armoured. That was my good girl, huh? <laughs> to you, are you going into scratch?
0: No, I just make a little scratch motion near the cage. and then
1: The, the war raven off. snaps its beak at you. <laughs> and, uh, the cage is, imagine a, uh, a wire, or not wire, sorry, a, like a great front, a great back, and then just solid metal all around the sides the war raven snaps at you it's beak coming down on that grate and bending the metal just a little bit
0: she's such a playful thing
1: uh rograth looks awkwardly and just quickly quickly says uh never forget war ravens always know the way home and she points to herself she is not as subtle as you are and you weren't subtle (laughs) Luckily, the two guards—not the two guards, sorry. Luckily, the two officials were just not paying attention. I'm sure
0: that what we have to say to each other is of very little interest to them.
1: <clears throat>
0: well, again, I'm sorry you've wasted your time. Uh, please feel free to consider the Greyhill Free Company in future, but it's not the right job. Good day to you.
1: You head out with the two officials? They lead you through cold rows? Have you— This sucks,
0: because I wanted to hang out with that bear— <laughs> and I made this decision, which I could have avoided.
1: Have you ever been to Coldrose before? You can make that decision now if you want. Uh Yes.
0: Yeah, but it was well, I mean, let's say 30 years ago. Well, you're
1: at least vaguely familiar then with the docks here at Coldrose, with one notable exception. There is three sets of large like basically concrete stone and metal dry docks where ships big ships can be completely drained out of the water so that they can be worked on this was not here previously at Coldrose Coldrose did not have any facilities for ships of this size these are basically full-size proper warships you can see as well there are these weird it's a, 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 a you can see the three ships as well they have a very strange design. There's a lot of metal to them, which you're not used to, especially in the Cantonese Navy. they are basically no metal in the Cantonese Navy on a ship.
0: Yeah, because metal sinks in water,
1: Adam. Yes, it does, yeah. Well, these ones, nonetheless, are made out of metal. They bear, obviously your character doesn't know this exactly, but so that you know what you're looking at, they bear a striking similarity to modern-day battleships, just on a slightly smaller scale. But that's kind of what what we're looking at here. They would still have sails, though. Uh, you can see, you get a good look at them, because you're walking right by them. You can see they have giant paddle uh, uh, paddles at the back of them, like a paddle steamer. Mm-hmm. And you can see there's kind of struts and stuff like that going all over them. You can see workers busying themselves away at these ships. All three of them. Have the big, uh, the, the Cold Rose crest slapped onto them very prominently. And you can see there's like smoke and steam coming from these dry docks. It, it's got all the smells and telltale sights and sounds of industry. You can see a lot of, oh, actually. Yeah, you see a lot of the workers are gnomes. This is all new. This was definitely not here at Cold Rose previously.
0: I, uh, I'm going to tap uh, the friendliest looking of the guys that we're with on the shoulder and be like, So, uh,
1: these big paddle wheelers, are they arcane driven, mechanical, steam? the That one, the one that you've not really been talking to much, turns, and you can see he's a little bit awkward. He quite clearly doesn't speak common very well, but he does speak enough to understand you and respond. I ask
0: if he speaks Elvish
1: in Elvish. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. <laughs> He looks a little. Actually, he looks a little offended if you say that.
0: I, I give him a, a little half smile and a shrug, but just trying to communicate.
1: Um, uh, uh, no magic, mechanical, uh, no made. Thank you. Uh, for defense. When he says for defense, the other one, the less friendly one, snorts derisively like that's definitely not true
0: i uh I point at the the ship and make like a muscle with my arm, and then nod and go, very good
1: both of them, when you say that both they look at each other and they give bi- they give each other big grins and big nods. They're very excited by these ships.
0: They should be they're gorgeous
1: All right, you head further into town it's a uh, cold rose most Husferman cities are very squat or short. They don't tend to build up. If they build extra floors or stories, they tend to try to build downwards instead. It gives, it's a uh, better for heat and whatnot. Mm. But uh, most buildings here are not very large. The Skull's house, which is known as uh, a Woven home. Oh, I love that. Yeah, a Warvenholm. home. Warven home, sorry. It's a, uh, all of the buildings here are made out of mostly wood with Thatch roofs this one is the it would be the only stone building around and you can see from all the through all the windows and whatnot and entrance ways you can see that there is a great roaring fire in pretty much every room which would be a very obvious obvious no, very obvious it would be a very obvious sign of extreme wealth someone the skull wants everyone to know that he can have a fire in every room. Oh, he's and got he wood to burn. He does. Yeah.
0: I'm going to turn to uh, old mate Withers there and say, Now, Withers, if we're <laughs> very
1: lucky, we might get some raw seal liver. Withers uncharacteristically does a big grin and licks his lips.
0: Well, I know you love to travel on your stomach.
1: I love food, he says. <laughs> <laughs> As you approach, you can see there are more of these officials or whatever. They... Actually, they quite clearly seem to be guards rather than officials. Oh, no, you've been here before. You would know... These are, yeah, town guard. They're called Yelms. That's the name for town guard here. Hmm. They're like a militia, essentially. More soldier than town guard, to be honest. As as Cold Rose is so close to elven territories, they see a lot of conflict here. And as such... They have a lot of cause for a standing militia. They have halberds made out of bone and wood. As you approach, they draw the halberds together, barring access. One Classic. of the yelms that Yeah, one of the Yelms that was leading you uh gestures with a thumb over his shoulder at the two of you and says Guests for the Skarl Uh Greyhill Free Company, he says. The Two guards at the door, the two yelms at the door, look at each other. (laughs) And then open, or you know, allow you through. As you're entering, Withers kind of makes an effort to be a little bit faster so he catches up so he's not right behind you. And he says, did you see that?
0: Oh, if I'm going too fast for Withers, I drop back and keep pace with him.
1: Okay, cool. The two yelms do the same. I mean, they're still ahead of you, but they make sure that you're not dawdling too far behind. Withers leans over and hisses at you. There's something wrong.
0: Well, I could tell that from the moment we got here. What are you seeing?
1: I'm seeing. He looks over his shoulder. Both of you look over your shoulders back at the way you came. The doors to the Warven home are slowly closing. I'm seeing our way out disappear. Hmm.
0: Keep an eye open for other
1: possible means of egress. The room that you immediately enter is kind of a atrium of sorts. A large, mostly empty room, probably or mostly just for displaying trophies of conquest. You can see there are many elven tapestries, quite obviously uh, one sorry, in battle. You can see probably some elven weapons of different sorts and makes, most of them uh definitely worn in battle one worn fucking hell i mean they are also battle worn like they wouldn't have made any effort to repair them after they'd been taken but yeah they af- absolutely are war trophies and you uh uh you see there's a like a little display case it's got it's not got any glass to it but there is a kind of like a very high prominence placed on this object it's just a single dagger of elven make. It looks like it's made out of wood, though. Then, after the atrium, you're led into a, a hall of sorts, a, a feasting hall. There is one massive grand table set up, and you can see it's not chock full of people, but there are quite a few people here currently eating. As, you, uh, as you're as you led through, you see many, many people, obviously the kind of the cream of the crop of cold oh, rose. Okay. Yeah. Very important looking people all dining together, chatting. Probably a few of them are getting more than a little drunk. You walk right to the head of the table where the most... Thor-like motherfucker you have ever seen in your goddamn life is sitting. I want you to imagine Thor. Doesn't matter from what era, or if it's from the movies, or from the comic books, or from some depiction in any other place. Imagine Thor. That's what this fucker looks like.
0: It's like a Thor that somebody shoved a Thor into. He's just...
1: Plato's Thor. Right. (laughs) Well...
0: (laughs) Without a word, I'm going to put my hand to the, uh, the hilt of my, my cutlass. So, uh, Scant carries a cutlass with a blade that looks, uh, like a, like a flambeige blade, which is, if you have ever seen, it's a long kind of wiggly sort of blade. Yeah. Uh, I pull that out and I hold it like, you know, blade down in front of myself and I lay it on the table in front of the skull and take a step back.
1: No one is too surprised when you do this. This is not a a custom around here, what you've just done. But it is actually custom to... You can see everyone at the table is armed in some manner. You think it's maybe very normal to have a weapon at a dining table here.
0: I mean, they would have taken them from us when we got in if it wasn't.
1: When you lay your weapon down on the table, the skull looks at it, then looks at you analyzing you as best as he can, judging your merit as good as as best as possible yeah. you can see that the skull uh, he once again <laughs> if you're imagining
0: for just to be clear what this man yeah. is seeing is like a wiry kind of <laughs> chestnut brown sunburnt old man with like gray eyes and just a big you know big bristle brush beard with a huge gold hoop in either ear in like a nice a big blue greatcoat with yeah. striped sailor slops, uh, a kind of worn camel colored waistcoat and a bright red sash around his waist.
1: He looks at you. You look at him. You do the best assessment you can of who this person might be. Personality wise, you look into what you deem to be quite intelligent eyes. While this person is definitely, while this person's definitely not skipping leg day, you also think they might be the sort of person who likes to educate themselves. And he gestures at the part of the table where you put the sword down and says, half a seat.
0: I I gesture at Mr. Withers, uh,
1: who is, you know, also there.
0: Yeah. I, I give a little questioning look at the skull.
1: The skull gestures as well, uh, gestures right next to where he gestured for you, and says, "Of course, your friend may also join."
0: And we both uh, take a seat.
1: I am Skull Unterek. You have me at a disadvantage. Who are you?
0: Your Mightiness, I am Lemuel Hangwistle scant of the Greyhill Free Company, and. With me is my esteemed colleague, Withers.
1: He nods slowly. Of the Greyhill Free Company, did you say?
0: That is correct, I.
1: He looks at the two yelms behind you, who... you, If you look back at the two yelms, you can see they're nodding like they know what's about to happen. The Skull looks at them and says, Arrest them. That's
0: all for today. Don't forget to check in next time where we will continue this story of the Grey Hill Free Company.